You say that you're looking for a pewter arm, a coin shot, and a seeker, huh? Boy, did you know where to look, because uh, I happen to be a pewter arm. And those two guys over here, that one's a seeker, that one's a coin shot. Last time on Lost Legends of Scadriel. Anyway, there's a reason that I called you over here. We're about to have an election, and I think that the uh, the other party, there's, they're up to no good. We could potentially pretend to be their campaign managers. He has set up a, a small political gathering inside the Guild of Engineers uh, where he's assembled a small group of the more influential members and the people who might be a little bit more on the fence as to who to vote for. I'm uh, glad you could make it here tonight. Uh, we're we're going to have uh, have some fun, get a couple people to vote for Wentworth, and uh, I've got a little surprise planned for later. You see before you a man in his early 50s who is clearly coloss-blooded. Well, hello there. I'm guessing you must be Belladora. Can I help you with something? Well, uh, hopefully I've been hired for the same cause and we will be helping each other. What's with the rusting uh, rust roller out there at the table? Why? I don't know. I was just inclined to ignore him. Uh, it's at that moment when the uh, doors at the end of the room burst open and two young kids come running in with what looks to be buckets of paint. They, uh, One of them yells, Top Bowler doesn't need the votes of young, stuck-up, rich pricks like you. And then the other one says, Senile old men shouldn't be allowed to vote anyway. And as they say that, they throw these buckets of paint and it splashes all over both of them, splashing across the table. Hello and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor, and with me we have the rest of the Lost Legends. I'm Lena, I play Belladora Wild. I'm Zach, and I play Finnegan Bowman. Hi, I'm John, I go by Clovermite Online, and I play... Claudius Logan. Alright, when we last left off, they had just finished up a campaign party that was a mixed success for our uh, two main party there. They had managed to insult Denver and Smitty, but were unable to stop uh, Tavis from unleashing a little bit of mayhem into the room. Uh, and so uh, it's about the third week of the election now. Uh, three weeks have gone by. We have one week left to go until uh, the election will actually be held. And, uh, they, uh, Finn and Bella have been doing a fairly decent job of getting the campaign strategies out of Tavis and then sending them along secretly to Threat and Tot and doing the best they can to keep the campaign one step ahead of them. Uh, and it's after a couple of these campaign strategies have failed that you guys get called into Tavis's office where Clytus is already, uh, sitting there in the office and you've been around Clytus a little bit over the past week since that party. Uh, not a whole lot, but you, you know, you really haven't gotten, mostly by choice, I would assume, uh, haven't gotten a lot of alone time with Clytus up until this point. 
And so you see him sitting there in the office. Uh, Tavis is sitting at his uh, desk with a drink in his hand and motions for you two to sit down next to Clytus. I take the far seat from Clytus. I will begrudgingly kind of look to Lena and then sit in between them. All right, uh, sit down, sit down. We've got a, a lot to go over today. Now, uh, we've been doing pretty well in, in what, everything we've done so far, but it seems like Tot's got, uh, I don't know who that threat guy is. Supposedly he had my job before I did, but since that time, like, they've just been one step ahead of us every single move we make, and it, it's time to stop leaving things to chance, don't you think? Meaning? Well, I think that it's time that we took a direct hand in determining where this election is going to go. And, you know, let's, if we're getting out campaigned, then we gotta out cheat them. That's, that's the long and short of it. So, I've got an idea. I've, I've got two ideas, actually. Uh, go, go ahead, Bella. Is it like throwing paint on our voters by any chance? Well, I mean, you could see the, the success we had about that. I mean, Smitty was absolutely thrilled not to have a suit ruined, and he, his vote is in the in the bag. I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, that's that's what I'm saying. Like these these cheap, dirty tricks, these campaign slogans, you know, these messages about you know what what kind of mess that Tot's going to make. None of this is working. It's time to take the uncertainty out of this election and secure the actual vote. If you know what I mean. What did you have in mind? Pretend I'm dumb. Oh, I believe me, that's no problem. So, there's an independent company that has been working with the guild for years to run the elections. Uh, they, they always tout how they have enough uh, copper clouds on hand, seekers outside of the election booths, all of these different precautions that they take to make sure that their results are secure and reflect the will of those who are voting. They do this all over, not just with the engineering guild, but with all of the guilds across, and they even handle the citywide elections. And so that is why I think it is the perfect strategy to mess with their vote counts. Nobody will suspect it. They have the most sterling reputation out of anybody around. And so this is the perfect opportunity if we are able to somehow tamper with the votes, because nobody will ever will ever think twice about it. And how and, did you uh, think that we should do that? Just how... Oh. <laughs> Miss Belladora already got my question. I'm just two steps ahead of you, honey. Well, I'm more of a big ideas kind of guy. And I figured that was exactly the sort of thing that's right up your alley, Miss uh, Belladora. I mean, you did such a such a great job with Pin Fesseroy and... You know, you've been working working with us for a couple of weeks now. I think this is exactly the sort of thing that you'd be able to do. With uh, your your counterpart, bodyguard? I don't know what he is. That guy. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, leave it to me. I'll figure it out. All right. Well, if, uh, if you have any other questions or anything like that, are you ready to just get right to it? What was the other idea you had in mind? Well, uh, I think that's something to leave more to Clytus and I. We'll take care of that one. We gonna shoot someone? Uh, if everything goes well, nobody needs to be shot. And if everything doesn't go well? 
Well, uh, <laughs> then it's a good thing we got Clytus on our side. Clytus just smiles his predatory smile. So yeah, why don't you go ahead and uh, run along and get going on uh, on that. I'll have my assistant give you all of the details for that company, and they'll get you sent on the way, and then uh, leave Clytus and I to discuss the rest of the details. Sounds excellent. Okay, uh, so he uh, lets you guys get up and exit out of the room. Um, you notice that the desk outside is empty, uh, so the secretary that's normally there is off on an errand right now. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I was just about to ask. I go over to the door and I try to eavesdrop. Okay, give me a physique roll. Oh, God. I'm going to play lookout. Uh, give me a wits roll. We really should have like switched, switched this. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was a five and two nudges. Um, Finn, you can, you can add one more. for, And you said it was two nudges and a five? Yes. And I've got twos. Okay. Um, by the time that like the conversation really starts, it's very muffled. And Bella, you're just really not able to get much out of this. Um, you do hear the word tot and uh, resign. But that's all you're able to make out before Finn finally like waves over and tells you that the secretary's coming and it's time to stop listening. So all, all you're able to hear is tot and resign. Okay, I hoof it back over to the to the desk, and I look super casual. Okay, yeah, and she gives you guys the information for the company. Um, it, it's Elections Are Us is the name of this company, and they give you directions how to get there uh, and send you on your way. Back inside of the room, uh, Tabis kind of waits just a couple of seconds uh, before leaning in, and he, he's not whispering, but he's keeping his voice low enough uh, and he says, you know, Clytus, I, I'm, I'm sorry about the confusion before. Uh, Mr. Coxby did tell me uh, the very special situation that you're in and uh, everything that uh, you, know, you, you need from us as well as what we need from you. you know, I, I want you to know that I am keyed in on all of that now. And given that particular situation, I thought maybe we could put your special skills to use as well. I'm listening. Um, if, if of course, that wouldn't be offensive to you. I'm here to do a job, Tavis, so as long as I get paid, I'm happy. Well, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure how successful we can be infiltrating Elections Are Us, so um, it's going to be your job to make sure that by the time the election comes around, Tot has resigned. And there's only one way that I can see that happening. Uh Tot has family here in the city. Uh, she has a uh, mother and two sisters that all live together. And the way I see it, if you're able to take one of them hostage, there's no way that she's going to be able to do anything but drop out of the race and give the win to Mr. Coxby. Okay. Lord Coxby. Cover or not, or are you going to whip up a distraction for me? Uh, to be honest, I can't really have anything to do with this. And since you're not actually a documented member of our staff, you're the perfect <laughs> person to engage in this sort of, uh, black hat operation. I suppose, uh, I'll need some extra funds to whip up a few, uh, minions, you could say. I'm normally accustomed to 
acquiring targets that are wanted by the law, so this is a little bit, uh, shall we say, I'm a little rusty in this particular type of operation. Oh, sure. Um, whatever you need, I can make sure that you get the funds, the supplies, you know, whatever it is uh, from Miss, Miss Lord Coxby's personal treasury, but... Uh, you know, obviously it can't come from official campaign funds, and if they ask about this, then we, we know nothing about you. Understood. As my late great pappy used to say, uh, sometimes the wolf can only strike when nobody's looking. Well, uh, your, your late great pappy sure was something, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was. Well, uh, don't don't talk to my secretary. She she doesn't know anything. Come up with a list, bring it to me later today, and I'll make sure that all of those uh all of those needs are taken care of. Noted. Anything else? I I think that should do it. With that in hand, we've got this election for sure. Sounds good to me. And Clytus just kind of lazily gets up, uh gives a slight tip of the hat and uh saunters out of the room. And I imagine that uh, Clytus exits the room right about the time that you, uh, that Bella and Finn has just finished up with the secretary. Belladora? Finn? Clytus? Just tips his hat and walks out. Bye, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's uh, move on. Uh, Bella and Finn, are there anything that... Oh, everybody can reset all of their resources, by the way. I forgot to say that earlier. Nice! Oh, heck yeah. So, um, is there anything that you two wanted to do in preparation for uh, going to Elections R Us? Uh, yeah, I imagine that there's probably some sort of way that we get information about uh, Coxby's election preparations to TOT, right? Yeah, I definitely say so. You you've got either dead drop or uh, some sort of uh, runner who would take the information nondescriptly from you. Um, you know, no, we don't need to be specific, but you you have a system in place. Okay, I would definitely want to get this information to Tot as soon as possible about that. Uh, Tavis wants us to sabotage the uh, election company, and that. Uh, He's planning something to encourage her to resign. Because those were the two words that I heard. Uh, if you wanted to, you could actually meet with Thrents to uh, explain it in person, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, yeah, I probably would want to if we could do it without arousing any sort of suspicion. Yeah, so we'll say that this was the day of the week that maybe you had a um, certain tavern that you met Thrent in. And, um, the meeting was right before that time. So you like, you have a way to go and stop at a tavern and make it look non-suspicious that you're just stopping quick since it's, uh, you know, you've established a routine that that's where you go every day after the office. And so nobody bats an eye when you go in there and, uh, Thrents is wearing a very large, uh, hat, uh, and a big, big, uh, collar. So that way he's a little bit, uh, his face is hidden at least a little bit when you go and you sit down in this booth. Okay. I'm going to play Lookout again. Okay. Um, are you, like, sitting at another table or just standing up leaning against the wall? I'm going to... I'll probably be at another table, just kind of watching the door, surveying the room. Uh, give me a wits roll. Okay. 
Uh, that's twos and two nudges. Uh, you notice a guy who's kind of eyeing Belladora, uh, but then when another, uh, another well-dressed person comes in, you notice that their attention kind of snaps immediately over to them, and you see their eyes go to the coin purse, so you think that it was more about, uh, mugging you guys than actually listening in. Okay. Well, that's comforting. <laughs> I mean, that's why you have Finn. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep an eye on that table. If they if they try anything, then that's when I'll uh, that's when I'll strike like a wolf, unseen, unassuming. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what do you, what do you have to report today, Belladora? Well, our good friend Tavis has been very busy lately. Uh, I already told you about him staging that uh, paint fiasco with the political party. Yeah, if we had been able to get ahead of that one, but. No use crying over spilled milk. He's taken things a couple steps further, and he wants us to sabotage the company that's running the election. Elections are us? Yeah. But I'm not even sure that would be possible. Yeah, neither am I. I'd be lying if I said that I uh, hadn't considered the same thing myself, but how is that even going to... It probably isn't, so it seems like he has some sort of contingency plan. I overheard him saying something about trying to get taught to resign. I don't know any reason that we would ever consider that. I mean, there's no big scandals or anything that they'd find tots clean as a whistle. I'm not entirely sure how they're planning on doing that either, but they hired this fella, uh, Colos-Blooded. Clytus Logan, I think it was. He's a bit of a rough-and-tumble-looking fella, sort that you usually imagine's up to no good. He was the one that Tavis was talking to about getting taught to resign. So I'm not sure what they have in mind, but it doesn't seem to be too savory in nature. That uh, does seem to be quite alarming there. I wonder... I'm not sure what, what the plans could be. I mean, you don't think that they're just going to threaten her or something, do you? They could be. Tavis isn't really the upstanding sort. Uh, go ahead and give me a wits roll. I turn around and Clytus is right behind me. <laughs> oh. Surprise! <laughs> Finn, you're useless! <laughs> Dang it, Finn! That was two fours. Okay, um, Thrent also got two fours. And so you two kind of brainstorm for a while and decide that the best course of action would be to put a couple of extra bodyguards around um, Tot at all times and also around her home. Uh, and so you kind of leave it right there, um, just trying to cover all of your bases, um, do what you can with the information you have at hand. Okay. Excellent. And then after that, I am going to get very busy doing everything I can to sabotage Tavis's job. Okay, uh, did you have anything specific in mind? Yes, I have a lot of rumors to get started because of all of this ammunition he has provided me so graciously. And so I'm going to start going to uh, my usual rumor friends and saying stuff like, you know, I was standing right there when that young fella tried to throw paint on old Denbert, and do you know what I heard him say? 
No. I heard him say it wasn't actually Top Bowler who hired him on. It was Tavis. (gasps) And you know, I just can't help but be a little bit concerned is all. Like what if news got around that he was trying to sabotage the opposition? Well, you know you can trust me. I won't say a word to anyone. Oh, of course, darling. I know that's why I confide in you so much. Honestly, I just think that if there's a rusty link in the chain of command, you've got to replace the link if you catch my meaning. Oh, so you think Coxby has lost faith in Tavis? Maybe, or maybe if he hasn't yet, he should be. Just imagine how bad it would be for the campaign if stuff like this started getting out. If he's willing to do this to Tot's reputation, then, well, imagine what else he might be planning. He's a bright scoundrel, he is. He sure is, and honestly, that just is not good for the reputation of this campaign. Go ahead and give me an influence roll and add one. Okay. I also have this ability, or I guess that's when I'm when I'm doing rioting. What sort of emotions could I be invoking in this poor hapless woman that I have made subject to my ridiculousness? Eh, whatever. Um, is titillation an emotion? Maybe I think curio- it could be. Maybe curiosity. Yeah, uh, curiosity, outrage. I think that I could probably pull on those. So I would just like start just delicately tugging at those emotions to uh, further influence her view of Tavis. Okay, um, give me a wits roll first to see if you can recognize uh, the emotion she's currently in. Okay. That was two fives and two nudges. Okay, do an allomancy roll plus one for your two nudges. Okay. Yay! That was two fours and three nudges. Okay, go ahead and add uh, two to your influence roll then. And uh, Zach, you can carry one extra die forward for uh, this little burst of energy you got from her riding. Okay. How much? How much did the influence... Um, so that will be a roll of six. Nice. That was two fives. Okay. Yeah, uh, the reputation of Wentworth Coxby is taking another uh, two reputation damage. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Finn, was there anything you wanted to do before we wrap up uh, your pre-elections are us escapade? This is Bella's show. I'm just following along. <laughs> All right, let's jump over to Clytus then. Anything uh, you're doing in preparation for your kidnapping job? Yeah, I am uh, looking to hire some minions. And in particular, I'd like to try and get a seeker and at least one uh, pewter arm or uh, what you call them, coin shot, lurcher. One of those. Okay. Um, I'm going to say for each Alamancer that you want, you're going to need at least one nudge. Um, I'm going to make this a difficulty three. You're going to get one to your resources for your, um, your bounty hunter profession because you'll probably know people through that. Uh, you're going to get one for your network and then you're going to get another one for, uh, 
Coxby's resources. So six dice total. Alrighty. Pull together my dice. Say it ain't so. I got two nudges, but no pairs. Okay, uh, we'll say that, uh, or you want to re-roll the other four? Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> Still nothing. <laughs> okay, uh, you are given a group of people who claim to be Alamancers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Tavis shows up, and he's got a group of three people behind him. And he, he's looking very nervous. Um, he, he's got a hood pulled over his head and he's kind of looking back and forth. Like he is obviously very suspicious and does not know how to mitigate that and is terrible at this. And so the three people behind him kind of look nonchalant. Um, none of them look very threatening or assuming and are just following behind this guy who's furtively sneaking forward. Um, and he meets you, uh, in a dark alley. And, uh, he, even though he's, there's nobody else in this alley, he's kind of whispering quieter than he was in the office. Uh, listen, I, I was able to pull these three people together for you. And, uh, this guy says he's a seeker. I found him in one of the gambling dens. And, uh, what, what were the other two you wanted? Uh, pewter arm, coin shot, lurcher. Yeah, they said they're those two. Not that both. one. Both. He, he said they're both. No, no, the, the other two guys. Oh. And uh, well, which they kind ones? of wave. And one of them, like, holds his hand up, and you see, like, the hand jerk for just a second, so the coin, like, goes up in the air and then comes back down. Uh, like, But he tries to make it look like he didn't move his hand. Mm-hmm. Next. Uh, yeah, so uh, w- was there anything else that you needed? I'll, uh, I think I'll take you from here, Tavis. And then, uh, Clytus slowly walks up to the, the middle, was the left guy the one who did the, the quote unquote coin shot? Yeah. He walks up to the middle one and just gets about inches away from him and just kind of peers down to him. So, what's your talent? Well, I'm a pewter on. And then he just gives his big predatory smile. Oh, I see. Well, son, why don't you give me maybe about half strength right here? And he gestures to his stomach. Yeah, good punch. Let's see what you got. Uh, go ahead and give me a physical. I get plus two for that, right? Try and yeah, remember. for the yep. full lost blooded. All right, I got fives. <laughs> he he did he put up a good show. He got two threes and a nudge, but that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, you know that was only half strength. I see. And then uh, Clytus walks up to the fur gentleman. So you're the seeker. Yup, and uh, I can tell you that guy's burning steel, and that guy's burning pewter. Again, predatory smile. Okay. He pulls out a fake vial and downs it. What metal am I burning right now? Steel. Oh. Maybe you do have talents. And then he just uh, 
gestures them. All right, let's get this sorry lot going. By the way, y'all are terrible liars. <laughs> they all kind of straighten up a bit, and uh, the guy like does his coin thing again, but tries to make it a little more menacing. Son, don't embarrass yourself. Tell me you all at least have guns. Oh, let's find out. Um, the Seeker and the Coin Shop pull out guns. That'll do. You there, on the right, you get to be the fodder. You're up front. Uh, the the fodder? Uh, okay. And he uh, reluctantly goes to the front. He just smiles. Just walk with me. And he, he puts his hand, you know, like... Um, power salesman style on his shoulder. You're in good hands, son. Don't worry. Okay. Um, let's jump. Uh, um, let's jump back to Finnegan. I, I did think of something I'd like to do leading up to the elections. Are us. Uh, what okay. I'd like to do is I'd like to use my constabulary contacts in order to find out more about Clytus. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Um, let's make this an influence roll, but I'm going to give you plus three. Uh, make it plus four. Plus three for your network, and then plus one for the uh, three nudges that Bella rolled earlier. Nice. So, total of six. That's fives. <laughs> okay. Uh, Clytus has quite a uh, reputation with the Elendel Constabulary. Um, he has brought in a number of high-profile bounties. Um, usually they're pretty expensive bounties, too, but no one really trusts Clytus, uh, for the reason that there are other bounties that it seems like he would be well-suited to take, but he only takes bounties that have uh, a particular, uh, type of crime attached to them, and usually for done against certain families or organizations. Is there, uh, what's the word on the street for the, uh, type of crime he's looking for? Uh, usually it's things that are more white-collar in nature, um, people who have embezzled from certain companies or people who have robbed certain banks. But again, it's only banks from certain families and certain companies. Is there any indication of who he's got he who who there's a bounty on that he's looking for now? Uh as far as they can tell you, he is not currently on a bounty. Okay. Well that's been informative. Um so I will relay that information back to Bella whenever we meet up again. Um and it'll just wait. Uh, wait. Let's go ahead yep. and role play that out a little bit. Wait. Banks? Banks that belong to certain families. So, I... Finn? We robbed a bank. You don't have to say it so loud. You're sounding like Pinch. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. (laughs) So it's... Should, Should we go? Well, I mean, we may as well see how this plays out. It doesn't seem like he's... Doesn't seem like he's wanting to instigate anything right off the bat, so we may as well. I mean, we've got some information on him now, so that puts us in a little bit of an advantage. But according to the constabulary, he's a bounty hunter that's connected to certain families, organizations, 
and usually goes after white-collar crimes. Such as... And it was very particular when they'd get to that point, because they'd stop and hesitate and then use the phrase certain families or select Certain families or select businesses. Very much... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They put a lot of emphasis on certain families and businesses. Best case scenario, he just happens to stumble across us while we're working for Tot. Worst case scenario, he's after a bounty that's been put out on us. So worst case scenario, we have to kill him now. I didn't say that. I did. (laughs) Well, we could at least try and get some information out of him, find out which family is putting a bounty out on us. That's true. Maybe if we dig up enough dirt on him, we could maybe convince him to come over to our side. He did have that survivorist spear on his uh, hat, I believe. But the bottom line is we need to be careful. We need to watch who we're talking to, what we say, and we need to keep a very close eye on Clytus. And definitely not mention any banks. Yes. I've never been to a bank in my life. Okay, with uh, with all of that being revealed, uh, what is your two's next move? God, I don't have a plan for this. So what's our plan for infiltrating Elections R Us? My plan is that I don't have a plan. My plan is maybe we just don't do anything. Are you saying let Clytus try and handle that himself? Or, I mean, we should potentially go along. That way we can make sure they don't succeed in rigging an election. That's true. Was Clytus even supposed to be coming along with this? I thought that it was just our job. Point of content, point of order. Was it Was it the three of us that were supposed to be doing that? No, you, you had the distinct impression that Clytus had his own thing that he was doing, and uh, Tavis was leaving Elections R Us entirely in Bella's hands. Well, if we, wanna, if we want to not blow our cover, we have to find a way to... We have to find a way to at least make it look like we're doing our, the job. All right. Well, we could say that we're going to take a tour of the facility just to see how things are run and make sure that everything's up to our standards. So basically what you're saying is we go in as representatives of the campaign to make sure everything's up to snuff, make sure everything's everything's in good working order and we can find a way to seemingly rig the elections. I... I just want to remind you, too, that your goal is not to rig the election in Cotsby. Yes, I know. Yeah. My my idea is, like, once we're in there, we'll find something to say, oh, yeah, we messed with this thing, and then probably not actually have messed with that thing. But what, what, what Finnegan wants to do is find a way to make it look like they're doing what they were told so they don't blow their cover while still keeping the election okay. fair. Yeah, especially since we really need to maintain our cover now that we have found this stuff out about Clytus. 
Yeah, so I guess we're gonna go try to take a tour of Elections R Us. Alright, uh, let's jump back to Clytus first, though. Alright, uh, where are we at? Is it the night of the job? Am I doing it? Or are we still planning? Uh, that's entirely up to you. We can, we can go in real time, or if you want to take a slow, uh, slower approach to it. But, um, if we take a, if you take a more slower approach, I'll just give you, like, maybe one beat or two beats before jumping back. Uh, one beat? Is that what you said? Uh, if, if you were going for more for planning, and this wouldn't be the, uh, the, the night that you're doing it, then I'll give you maybe one or two beats and I'll jump back to Bella and Finn. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, can I, can I delegate something to, uh, my lackeys? Sure. While I do my own thing? Alright, so, uh, was it the Seeker who didn't have a gun? Um, it was the pewter arm. Um, but anyway, uh, so I'm gonna have Mr. quote unquote pewter arm. Is there like a saloon nearby the, the place of residence? Um, go ahead and give me a spirit roll. All right, let me find my spirit. <laughs> I got fives. Wow. With two, I just got a pair. Uh, it is actually attached to a saloon. Perfect. So I want Mr. Pewter Arm to uh, establish himself as reputation as a regular at that bar and get pissed drunk for several days of the week leading up to the operation. And uh, meanwhile, I and my other lackeys are going to case the joint and just kind of stake out and get a feel for what people's routines are. Okay, uh, subtract one resource to pay for all of that guy's drinks. All right. And then go ahead and give me a wits roll. Okay. Any bonuses for Bounty Hunter? Yeah, that makes sense. Go ahead and add one for Bounty Hunter. All right, I got a pair of ones and two nudges. Okay, uh, with the pair of ones, you notice that there are... um, there is one guy who is kind of stationed, like he sits on the porch all of the time, and you've figured out that he is new to that. Um, it's not like he's a member of the household who has been sitting there. And so uh, with that and the nudges, you're able to figure out that he is a guard that has been recently assigned to the household. Um, you also suspect that there might be one other guard in the area, but with, uh, with only ones and nudges, you're not able to figure out where or who that might be. Okay. And uh, let's jump back over to Finn and Bella. So we've agreed that, uh, so we're agreed that uh, how we want to do this is we want to act as representatives from the. No. (laughs) Okay, fine. Fine. Gosh. Uh, act as representatives for Wentworth's campaign uh, to just see how things are run. Look it over to that's that's kind of how we're going to get entered in, but we're not sure how we're going to like quote unquote rig the election. Yeah, I I assume we'll figure it out as we go. That's that's okay. Yeah, so um, we'll say that you guys waited until the next day. Um, you sent a messenger over inquiring about uh, touring the facility and getting an idea for how they secure the elections as a representative of the campaign. 
and um, the next day you get a you get a reply encouraging to you to come over and saying that they were actually working on some of the preparations for the election that day, and so it would be a perfect time for you to come. Excellent. Okay. Uh, you get to the facility. Uh, you are uh, greeted by a man who is uh, who goes by the name of Drune. Uh, it is short for Andrew, and he um, gestured you. Why are all of the Mistborn Adventure game generated names so funny to me, Zach? I don't know. Well, you made I, the specific. I think they're delightful. You you made the specific point of reference to say this is Drone. It's short for Andrew, and I thought that was hilarious. Because that's the information that was presented to me by this fabulous, fabulous rulebook. And I think it makes him a little more real. Does he like to play a dragoon <laughs> but that's a, when he role plays? That I'm just imagining that's how he introduces himself. <laughs> Hi, my name is Droon. It's short for Andrew. How are you today? Well, it would probably be more like, Hi, my name's Andrew, but you can call me Droon. And I work in insurance. Does he like does he like Margar uh does he like pina coladas and getting caught I sell in the rain? Elections and election <laughs> accessories. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Okay, well, let's take a tour of this facility. Wait, he's, he okay. said he sells elections? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Finn, not actually yeah. trying to rig the election. <laughs> uh, that, that was Trevor talking, not Andrew. <laughs> um, so he brings you in. Um, he explains that uh, the way that they try and secure their elections is by having every single person, uh, if, if they can in smaller elections like this, the way they like to set it up, is they put an envelope together for every single actual voter with a name on the envelope, and inside of that is a blank ballot. Only ba- well, Those are the only ballots that exist during that time. If somebody is short a ballot and there's some uh, discrepancy with the name, then they have an entire... Um, recount process where they go through, they make sure that the number of votes haven't changed before they allow this person to generate a new ballot and then vote with that one. But for the most part, they keep all of the envelopes secure. They prepare them at least a week ahead of time, which is what they're doing now. And they take you into this room where you see a couple of scribes working on a desk. Um, they've already got copies of all of the ballots um, that have been printed out. And then they're handwriting the names on all of the envelopes and then sealing it on the back with wax and the official seal of Elections Are Us. Well, it seems like you got quite the operation here. Has anything by chance ever gone wrong with the elections that you know of? Well, I mean, there's always, you know, some clumsy attempts. Somebody will try and bribe me ahead of time. Um, somebody will try and sneak a rioter in. Um, somebody will, uh, you know, um, for every stupid rule we've come up with here, there's another, a story behind it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Every stupid rule has a stupider story. Very true. But uh, we, we do our best to curb all of that. Um, our sterling reputation, of course, does most of the work for us. We've been in this election business for so long that, you know, people just assume that we're, we're uncrackable. And for the most part, that's true. I mean, I, I think that we do a fine job here. We've got a number of Alamancers on staff. Uh, for the larger elections, we put out a general call, bring in a whole lot more Alamancers. That way we've got um, seekers making sure nobody's sneaking anything in, Any you know, no rioters are trying to go in there. We've got really well-trained copper clouds on the inside of these elections to make sure that nobody's ele- uh, feelings are being swayed. Um, we've even got a couple of uh, pewter arms, uh, lurchers, and 
uh, coin shots to uh, work as security just in case something does get out of hand. And uh, if push comes to shove, you know, we just invalidate the election and run it again. We've actually had to do that three times in our past. Uh, one time, uh, uh, Faring actually came in and took the whole uh, barrel full of votes and left. And so we, we had to run the whole thing over the next week. And, you know, it was embarrassing. But at the same time, we ensured that they got the results that reflected the will of the voters. Absolutely. That's exactly what you want to do. So what what specific concerns might you have? I mean, I, I understand that uh, Lord Coxby is concerned that the election might be bought, but you know, as you can see, we've got we've got things well in hand here, and our our reputation alone should assure you that you know any attempts to bribe me would not only be met with scorn, but you know would be broadcast for the entire guild to hear. <laughs> I'm I'm just Cue nodding, just smiling and nodding. So, uh, is there any any specific uh, questions that we can uh, assure Lord Coxby that you know we've got things in hand, or are you pretty well satisfied? I've got a great idea. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. This is this is completely out of character. I just had an idea, but it's going to be for once we leave elections are us. Okay. Um, I think that Bella just has one question, and uh, she says, so. How do you think it would impact the way that you conduct your vote if somebody was trying to rig the election? Well, I don't think that would uh, would change our process at all. I mean, we, we've got something that's dependable, something that's predictable, and something that is easy to spot any errors. And so, you know, we why would we change the process when that would only create further leaks in security? I suppose there aren't any or other fail safes that you have stored up somewhere in a vault or anything. Uh, you mean extra uh, fail safes? How? I, I don't know. Just anything else that can protect against any well, further voter fraud. All we have to do is secure the secure the ballots before, during, and after. So as long as uh, that's taken care of, now I'm not going to show you our count room because that's you know company secret. But you know we. We, we've got this nice big safe here where all the, uh, we, we can see the slot in the top here where all the envelopes are put in, or not the envelopes, but the ballots, because we don't want, we don't want to know the names, but the envelopes are collected in a separate uh, bin, and then we make sure that the, the numbers between the number of guild uh, members, the number of envelopes, and the number of ballots all match up, and, uh, you know, as long as we've got the vote secured at all times, there's no reason to change the process or have the... And you're positive that this vault is secure. I don't know anything about vaults at all, but I just want to make sure. Well, nice cover. We've we've never had any problems with uh with the votes once it's been carried out. Any hiccup we've had has been people trying to interfere up to that point. Well, all right, if you say so. Thank you very much for your time, Drun. Oh, absolutely. Wentworth's uh, Wentworth's campaign would be very is would be it will be very excited to know that you guys are up to the task. Well, uh, we there's a reason the guild comes back to us year after year, and uh, once Lord Coxby or Tot are uh, in charge, I'm sure that uh, they'd be happy to bring us back for the next one once they see how well run this is. You have yourself a great day, sir. I always do. <laughs> and then I'm going to kind of. I'm going to kind of bring Bella off to the side and um, 
And I'll kind of say, listening to him talk, I, I had an idea. Okay. What if you convinced Tavis to try and bribe Drone? Oh. See, I told you you're the brains of this operation, Finn. <laughs> you you use your feminine wiles, you riot him a little bit if necessary. You, you sweet-talk him into tarnishing his own reputation, get him fired, wherein you would potentially become the campaign manager. Finn, that is precisely why I hired you. And then... We can get Clytus off of payroll, get him off our back, and still maintain our cover. I love it. Finn, you're getting a promotion. Does that mean I'll get paid? Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's uh, jump back to Clytus one more time before we wrap up for the night. Alright, how much time do I have before I have to pull this off? Do I get another beat? Um, before you, it has to be done, would be, uh, another week or so, because, uh, for the next episode, I was planning to do the last week where, uh, Finnegan has something planned. Uh, so we'll, we'll say that you've got three days left in this week, and then a whole nother week after that. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Mr. Seeker start trying to, um, casually come to the saloon and then on his way out you know basically strike up conversations and befriend the guard not getting drunk like Mr. Pewter arm but being a regular and then I am going to continue to case the joint um, check for any back entrances or perhaps uh, rooftop entrances other ways of getting inside the building Okay, um, let me figure out what, uh, we'll use the Partisan Tufts skill set. So the first one's trying to befriend the guard, right? Yep, just, you know, small talk every, every, you know, day as he's coming in and starting with just a high and working his way up to more conversation. Okay, um, for the first day, you know, he kind of, like, nods his head and, um, maybe compliments his boots and starts and chit-chat-chats for a little bit. Um, the second day, you see him kind of, like, come up on the deck and talk to him a little bit more. Um, the third day, when he gets up there and they start talking, um, they seem to start talking a little more animatedly. Uh, the conversation gets more and more rigorous until, uh, suddenly they are actually fist-fighting with each other. <laughs> oh, congratulations, you idiot. Um, what was the, what did you want the second guy to do? Um, Mr. Coinshot? Yeah. I was having him just helping me out with the stakeout for now. Okay, uh, I will give him a wits roll as well then. We'll see if he can spot the other guy. Yeah, he's no help whatsoever in that department. Okay. He uh, he actually spends like more time like talking to you and trying to bother you to play cards and things like that. But um, it it distracts you a little bit, and which is why. Oh, do I do I take die. a die off? <laughs> yeah, take off take off a die because he's distracting you. 
I got twos and a nudge. Uh, you're fairly sure that you've seen the same guy uh, in the bar a couple of times, but there are enough regulars there that you can't be entirely sure that this would be the second guard that you, you know is there. Okay. And then what about as far as back entrances and all that? Uh, uh, what was that the pewter arm doing that? No, that was me. Oh, okay. Um, you go ahead and give me a spirit roll. Uh, nothing, just a nudge. Okay, there's a couple of windows, um, along the back, and there's a second floor that all, uh, has like a, a balconied window. There's no door going out there, but there is a balcony with a window there. But other than that, there's no other entrances. Gotcha. And we're having your Peter arm do anything? Or is he, he still he's, he's still just still ingratiating himself at the bar? Actually, let's have him try and make some friends there too. And I, I want to make sure that he basically every night he's parading himself as a drunkard in front of the uh, guard on his way home. Like not talking to him, just being seen. Uh, out of all of the jobs that you've given everybody here, uh, you finally found one that's really stuck. Uh, this guy is having the time of his life drinking on somebody else's payroll, and he started to share drinks among some of the other regulars. And so after the second night, every night there's this just raucous chorus of all of them singing all of these drunken ballads together. Awesome. And we will go ahead and wrap things up there. Uh, we will get back into the action uh, again in two weeks, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope we catch us next time. Bye. Bye. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game, the Alloy of Law Supplement, and the Masks of the Past Supplement are owned by Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at LLOS Podcast, or join our Discord community. We hope that you'll give us a 5-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. And make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Oh my god, I'm muting. <laughs> I love your cat, Lena. I love it. It's like a, it's like an alarm just going off. <laughs> Wow. Ooh, that one was aggressive.